This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Takes the handoff. Bajan Robinson. to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Courtesy of the call goes to NFL Network. Hey, John Robinson's first NFL action coming this past weekend in the Falcons' second preseason game. A lot of excitement around the eighth overall pick in the draft, the running back from Texas in the Arthur Smith run first offense in Atlanta. He's the favorite to win NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. We will get to that market full analysis coming up in just a moment here, but want to promote our guests coming up next hour on the show. Pro Sports better Joey Kanish at 4 o'clock Eastern. Pete Futak, College Football News, 4.20 p.m. Eastern for a high interview. And John Daigle from 4 for 4 and Betsburg's coming up at 4.40 p.m. Eastern. We do have one breaking piece of news in the National Football League that does not impact betting at all, but probably worth noting because everyone will know the name of the player. New York Jets wide receiver, former Titans wide receiver, Corey Davis, has announced his retirement, which kind of comes as a surprise here on the eve of the NFL regular season. Like Obviously, this impacts like zero point spreads. He wasn't going to win any awards. Like not, It doesn't matter for, for, for those reasons. But I do think it kind of matters for Jets for fantasy. Um, Alan Lazard was always going to be the Jets' uh, number, wide receiver two. Garrett Wilson, obviously, the wide receiver one, um, catching passes from Aaron Rodgers. I really think it brings like Randall Cobb like more into focus here. I don't think the Jets trust Nicole Hardman, who they signed away from Kansas City. You know Rodgers has the mind meld with Cobb uh, together from their years in Green Bay, even more pronounced than what he had with Alan Lazard. I'm not saying that Randall Cobb is going to be a stud this year or win any awards. Obviously, he's not. Just that like if you're in like a deep PPR league, like I think Randall Cobb might be worth drafting now with Corey Davis announcing his surprise retirement basically on the eve of the NFL regular season. So there, we did Corey Davis's retirement on the show. There you go. Now, let's do some offensive rookie of the year. The time with the Jets yeah. is uh, they had the offensive rookie of the year last year in Garrett Wilson and maybe would have had the actual offensive rookie of the year, Brees Hall, if Brees Hall didn't get hurt. Pretty good draft last and year. And had the defense Joe Douglas. The in, yeah. in the great Sauce Gardner. So here are our odds right now for Offensive Rookie of the Year. And then I will ask the great Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, to give us kind of like the criteria for these awards. Uh, Bijan Robinson is the favorite at plus 250. Earlier in the offseason, uh, he was at plus 350. And I kind of made the case that I, I think the price is not short enough. I've since come around on that opinion. I'll explain coming up in a little bit. Bijan Robinson plus 250. The number one overall pick in the draft, Bryce Young plus 450. Anthony Richardson, now at 7-1, to one. Now, we, now that we know he will be the Colts week one starting quarterback at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jameer Gibbs of the Lions, plus 750. Houston Texans starting quarterback C.J. Stroud, the team announced he'll start in the third preseason game this week. C.J. Stroud, plus 850. Jackson Smith and Jigba, 12-1. to Going to likely miss week one. We'll see how much more time JSN misses with that wrist injury. Jordan Addison, Minnesota first-round receiver, at 16-1. to The other two first-round receivers are at 20-1, to Baltimore's Zay Flowers and the Chargers' Quinton Johnston. Jalen Hyatt is getting back Ken now after like his touchdown in the uh, the second preseason game. Jalen Hyatt of the Giants at 25-1. to 
Will Levis, who was the Titans' third-string quarterback, not even the backup. Malik Willis is the backup. Levis is a 30, along with Devin, Devin Shade of Miami, who's week-to-week with the shoulder injury. Roshan Johnson of Chicago, running back, who's third on the depth chart right now behind Khalil Herbert and Deontay Foreman. Dalton Kincaid of the Bills at 30-1. to Chiefs' second-round receiver, Rasheed Rice at 30-1. to Zach Charbonnet. Tajay Spears, Tank Bigsby, all rookie running backs who are second on the depth chart on their respective teams at 40 to 1. Jaden Reed of the Packers at 50 to 1. And name that Clayton Toon at 100 to 1. He might be the Cardinals' week one starting quarterback. Calamity Gannon declining this week to name a starter yet for the Cardinals week one on the road at the Washington Commanders. So we can have a conversation about players, we can have a conversation about price. But Ken, lay out the criteria for us. You do such a great job with this every year and and in season as well. Kind of what goes into the players that ultimately win these awards. Yeah, the defensive rookie of the year we did yesterday and the criteria was really simple or the strategy was really simple. I I think that's really an award market that I would love to wait on and see games and and defensive players. I feel like trying to figure out who's going to accumulate stats beyond like a, a super duper talented edge rusher. Yeah, Aiden Hutchinson or Nick Bosa, like those kind of guys. Beyond that, like trying to figure out like who really fits with the scheme and who's going to play a lot and accumulate stats, I think is really tough. And I, I think it's one of the reasons why I almost never bet defensive rookie during the year. And I, I end up winning on it a lot, honestly, just because with like three weeks in, I'm like, oh, I, I guess I guess that's the guy. And then the market like starts to move, but it doesn't move like as fully as maybe it should or something like that. This market is a little more interesting because this market almost perfectly coincides with like fantasy football, which hundreds and thousands of content people spend every waking hour trying to project and analyze how these guys are going to fit and what their stats are going to be. So you, I at least feel like you have a little more, you're armed with a little more information going in. Uh, a couple things about this award that might be surprising, because I listen to a bunch of other content about just either betting these awards or, or just rookies uh, or both. And Uh, there was sort of like a prevailing wisdom that is not correct that quarterbacks have a really significant advantage in this market. And in general, in like football, that's definitely true. They have a significant advantage in the Heisman Trophy. They have a significant advantage in the NFL Most Valuable Player. That will almost certainly be won by a quarterback this year. So like, I get it. Like there was a Netflix show that we don't like called quarterback. Like I get the quarterbacks are really, really important. But in Offensive Rookie of the Year, yeah, like they win... Some of the time, but like in the last 10 years, there was a good run in the mid, uh, in the late 2000s where quarterbacks won a good amount. Matt Ryan won, Cam won, RG3 won. Last 10 years, we've had two quarterbacks win. Two. And plenty, plenty have been drafted in the first round a bunch of times. We had two years ago, we had a year with five quarterbacks drafted in the first round and a receiver won, Jamar Chase. So just like, I wouldn't immediately lean in that direction where like, well, I, well, the quarterbacks are the ones that need like all the attention and that's where I should spend the majority of my time. Not true. And I I honestly, if we want to just spin this to, okay, like what's interesting, uh, how much I dislike betting on any of the quarterbacks this year at these prices, how much I, I don't like their ability to accumulate a combination of winning records or wins period, which are not a requirement, but do help a lot. And stats, just raw counting stats. Um, You know, Anthony Richardson would be the only one of the three where you could even see a path to something interesting statistically. And remember, we're talking about the quarterbacks. We're talking about three of the first five names on the board. And I think I pretty strongly dislike all three, maybe with the exception of Richardson. So it seems a little bit like an attackable market. I think I would just start with like how unenthused I am with the quarterbacks and how a quarterback definitely does not have to win this award. 
Yeah, I mean, it makes all the sense in the world. Um, and just like with Bryce Young earlier today on Wednesday, and we'll kind of see like what the official word ends up being, you know, DJ Chark, you know, his presumed number one receiver, like has a hamstring injury. And I know that um, one of the Panthers beat reporters, Joe Person, and I'm not saying that he said this is definitely the case. I think he tweeted something along the lines of like, doesn't look good for Chark. And there's another report that said maybe it's not that serious. But I mean, just like it's even with Bryce Young, the first overall pick, it's a really flimsy supporting cast that he's got. It doesn't mean he can't be great or the Panthers can't win games or he can't win the award, but like it's a really flimsy supporting cast for him. Um, Richardson, Ken, would be the guy, I agree, if I had to bet one of these quarterbacks. I do think that Shroud is a little is a little interesting, maybe not with the wins and losses for the Texans, but if they can get some of these young offensive weapons to pop, like I think Stroud has a path, but I do agree with you ultimately that I would not be interested in any of the quarterbacks either. Yeah, I think and it's it's about price too. And I don't I don't want to make it seem like they have to win 10 games to win this award. Like that's not built into the history of the award. But I do think like if you're going to have players that are close to each other, um, especially if they're quarterbacks and like one is actually leading his team to something memorable and they have comparable statistics, that's going to be the tiebreaker every single time. But yes, like a number one is just basic counting stats. How many touchdowns realistically you think this guy can get? Um, Is he a dual threat candidate? How many rushing yards do you think he can get? Basically just like, how many eye-catching things combined with overall body of work stats can he put out there? And maybe you're right about Stroud. Um, I think the ceiling, I, it's crazy the ordering of the pricing, just to be honest, too. Like, if I asked you, like, who is the most, just, like, toss out all the non-quarterbacks and Levis. Okay, like, who is the most likely quarterback to win the award? One, two, three. Like, the, I don't. This isn't, this is actually the exact opposite of the right order. <laughs> like, this is like, it's Richardson one, Stroud two, Young three would be my Agreed. order. And like, yep. and I, I, I don't think I could be convinced otherwise, honestly. I, I don't know if people understand, like, Bryce Young can be awesome, can be very accurate, can make really good decisions, like, can be running for his life a lot of the time, just throw the ball away. Like, he's going to do a lot of smart stuff. He's awesome. Um, but like, I mean, put a, put a price on Bryce Young, like 25 or more touchdowns this year. I mean, it seems impossible almost, given what Carolina is working with. And it's not that it can't happen. He's the second choice. And he's going against Bijan Robinson, like Jameer Gibbs, or some receivers that we're probably going to talk about who have huge upside to have like big, big, big seasons. I feel like Bryce Young's like big season is like a great game manager season, which would never win. I mean, ever. And even if they went like nine and eight and his numbers were bad, he'd lose to someone else. So it's like, all right. Richardson obviously presents the dual threat capability. That's why you kind of are a little intrigued by that. Even if the passing isn't there, like what if he runs for 800 yards or 900 yards this year? That's at least a little interesting. But I, I would just go back to look at the low prices you're paying. And we're trying to invent these like miracle cases for these guys to win. Like they don't, they're not like the average performance. It's like they really have to do something that's not expected. Like they're playing for teams who aren't projected to score very much this year. Uh, so again, I mean, I, just, I guess we're just running back the, the same thing again. I just like out on the quarterbacks to start the season at least. You better, you better hear Nick and Ken on a wonderful football Wednesday talking offensive rookie of the year right now in the NFL. All right, so we don't like any of the quarterbacks at prices here, right? Bryce Young at plus 450, Anthony Richardson at seven, CJ Stroud at plus 850. I agree with you 100%, by the way. If I had to order these, Richardson 1, Stroud 2, Bryce Young 3. Right now it's Young 1, Richardson 2, Stroud 3. So I agree with you 100% on what you said there. So if we're going to ask the quarterbacks, and obviously like – like Will Levis, Will Levis should be a million infinity to one since he's not even. Yeah. He's not, if Ryan Tannehill gets hurt, like Levis isn't even playing. 
Like Malik Willis irrelevant. is the number two right now. He's like, and he's 30 to one, which is asinine, but whatever. It doesn't really matter. So let's take the quarterbacks out of the equation. So we've got top of the board, then would be Bijan, Gibbs, the first two running backs selected. And then uh, and then the, the receivers, JSN first at 12, Addison 16, Zay 20, Quinton Johnston 20, Jalen Hyatt at 25. We can go a little bit further down the board, Ken, but thoughts on the two running backs, one of whom is the favorite in Bijan, and then the four first-round rookie receivers at the prices listed. Any of those guys make uh, make any sense to you or interested in any of them? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I, I think, uh, and it'd be like, oh, well, which one? Be like, well, I'm not totally sure, but I do think as like a group to target, you know, again, uh, what, a, what a time to live in. These markets are open every week. Um, so if you're going to make a bet now, you're going to make a bet now because you think that once we see something like we see, I, I always think about the people who bet Lamar Jackson to win MVP right before, what was that? The 2019 season was that the yeah. season that he won the most valuable player and they played the dolphins in week one. And like, if you thought Lamar was going to pop and remember he had kind of like had struggled passing the ball when he came in for Flacco at the end of the previous year and was like, good, but like there were flaws and people weren't really sure that he was going to materialize into something. If you felt really like big that he was going to pop, then you wanted to bet it because once everybody saw it, they were gonna be like, oh my God, like this is unbelievable. And his price is just gonna like fall into, you know, favorite status almost like it happened fast. So you, the only reason you wanna make a bet on any of these rookies now is you think like the price is gonna move hard in a direct, like people are gonna say, just pulling a name out of it. People are gonna say like, oh my God, like, did you see Quentin Johnston? Like, look, I mean, he got three touchdowns in week one. He's the, you know, number two receiver for the, whatever it is. Or like Mike Williams, you know, got hurt in training camp, whatever. Like the only reason you want to bet these guys is because you think the price is going to move in your favor. And if you don't think that, then why would you bet him? Like if you think Bijan's going to win, my problem with Bijan betting him plus 250, I actually think, I, you'd, I think you don't think he's a great candidate and maybe you know more about it than I do. I mean, I think he's like an appealing candidate, at least. I think he has the potential to have a huge season still. And, but like, this is going to, with all of the guys we've already talked about, this plus 250 is going to improve a lot in my favor if I bet this right now. It, you need everyone else to brick week one for this price to go to like even or something where you'd feel great that you bet Bijan plus 250. We all already think he's awesome. There's no pull back the curtain and it turns out he's really, like it says, we already know he's good. So nothing else can almost happen. He just would confirm that and it would justify his status as the favorite and the price probably wouldn't change very much. So I like Bijan, like I may end up betting him at some point this year. I just don't know why you would bet him before the season. To me, it's like, do a lot of work on the receivers that are all really long shot priced and like see if you like one more than the other and see which one you think maybe it's the week one matchup maybe the game has a really high total or there's an injury that would cause a guy to play a little more or whatever something that you know that you read maybe it's zay flowers or quentin johnston or like one of these really long shot receivers or jalen hyatt your guy for the giants like if it's if you see the path to a big year for them there's one where it's like he catches a touchdown week one that's where we all go oh and now he's not 25 to one anymore, 20 to one. Now he's six to one. Now he's five to one. And so like, which guy in that group is going to move into the the group with the guys that we already know are really good. We'll have a conversation about like the non Bijan players, the non quarterbacks um, in the next segment to wrap up our number one, but just like on Bijan. And I said all off season, like I, I'd, I'd bet Bijan plus 350, which was the, which was the old price, right? If, if I had to make a bet. Um, and like Ken's saying, like there may be a point this regular season where I might want to bet Bijan Robinson. I think my only issue with Bijan is I think the expectation that a lot of people have right now is that he is the bell cow for this offense. He's going to touch the ball a billion times. And maybe that still happens. 
But Arthur Smith, the Falcons head coach, is like zigging while the rest of the league zags. He's running this like prehistoric offense, which actually is probably going to work because their offensive line is really good and really physical. And they want to run the ball a billion times a game. Arthur Smith is literally telling you, if you choose to listen, he has a direct quote that they're going to ride the hot hand at running back. And they're going to play Tyler Algier. They're probably going to play Cordaro Patterson. And if Algier starts like starts humming, like they're not going to pull him out of the game for Bijan just because they took Bijan eighth overall. They're going to keep running Algier. So there's multiple mouths to feed, not just on this offense, but at the running back group for the Atlanta Falcons. We'll do more on this on the other side. Analyze the wide receivers, NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year with Nick and Ken. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network.